0: Well, good Sunday morning to you. I'm Melissa Moore. Thanks for joining us this week for Mile High Magazine. And joining us this week is El Fabricius, the Denver Chapter Lead and Program Coordinator for Young People in Recovery. Good morning, El. Good morning. Well, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited to do this. Yeah, same here, because I want to know more about Young People in Recovery. Tell me about YPR.
1: So YPR, we are a nationally based organization and we have individual chapters, and each chapter kind of takes on the role of providing like community-based events and all recovery meetings, which include all pathways of recovery. We aren't affiliated with any. We support every pathway for individuals, and we just provide a community for folks who are in, seeking, supportive of recovery, and it's just all at a community peer level.
0: Okay, so tell me a little bit, when you talk about young people in recovery and you say you support everything, are we talking about um, all different kinds of addictions? Like, what are we talking about here?
1: Yes, so recovery from um, substance use disorder, and we are called young people in recovery, but we definitely do not have any age limits. You don't have to be under the age of anything. We work with all folks who are in recovery, or yeah, and even folks who are just seeking recovery, thinking about maybe it being something that they want to do in the future all are welcome okay yeah
0: and how is this different from let's say a 12-step program
1: so we support so there's all different so there's like 12 steps there's um dharma recovery there are just individual pathways for folks that work and we just choose to support everybody in whatever pathway works best for them And just acknowledging that recovery is not linear everything works differently for everyone and just providing the space to all come together on that common ground of being in recovery we do a lot of our focus on talking more so about what recovery has brought us rather than talking about the things that were occurring for us while we were using and it just to kind of shift the perception and normalize and make people realize how many folks you really are interacting with substance use disorder really does affect more people than society tends to lead on. Mm -hmm. And just talking more about the awesome parts and what recovery has done for you really just puts it in front of everyone in a way that's like, Oh, you're already viewed as such. And then you don't focus on the negative and you don't talk about, like, the bad things and kind of like the whole war story thing that people might picture when they picture, like, a typical, like, basement meeting sure. in a church. Sure. And just a Yeah, it's just all about what recovery has done for you. Like, for myself, recovery gave me the opportunity to go back to school. I was never into school in any way, and I graduated um Um, In three different honor societies, it just completely gave me this opportunity. And most importantly, recovery gave me the opportunity to advocate for those who are not in a place to advocate for themselves, to those who I have lost, to those that we all have lost, Mm -hmm. and just really using my voice to say, you know, like, hey, I'm here and I'm in recovery and that's what's important, everything before this is obviously those details are important, but that's not where the focus always has to
0: be. Okay, so it's not as much about where you were, it's where you are in celebrating that recovery. Exactly. Okay, and so I I would assume then that you have people that come to your meetings that are in other recovery programs as well and working whatever program they may be doing. Yep, exactly, exactly,
1: and we all just kind of have our conversations about our experiences and I think that's another really cool part is just that everybody has their pathway that works for them and just seeing how being able to have your own path and identifying what you actually need because none of us are the same, so how is our recovery gonna be the same? Right, right. And just being in that space and hearing different things that have worked for different people and also just the chance then to pick in you know, like pick and choose from different ones, pick what works for you, apply what is going to be good for you. And if it doesn't work out, then just it doesn't work out for you. And that's fine.
0: All right. And I, and, and I love that model. But tell me this. So I, I find it interesting um, having watched a little bit of Demi Lovato and she called it California Sober. And that's what she called her recovery. What do you I mean, what were your thoughts hearing something like that?
1: I uh, this is actually the first that I've heard that um
0: oh okay yeah. okay so in her documentary because she had overdosed on heroin mm-hmm. almost died yes. and so she's got this documentary out on YouTube and she talks about that whole experience well then she did an interview recently and she says I still drink I still m- smoke weed I don't do any of the hard stuff and she goes I'm California sober
1: okay I've never heard that terminology.
0: Um, I had neither. I had neither. But and you know, she may have made it. She may have made that terminology up. Mm -hmm. But I just thought it was an interesting concept, and I was like, huh, okay. I'm still trying to kind of wrap my head around that one.
1: Yeah. So I think that that's actually a really good example of just you know, for some folks, it is their exactly the pathway that they have created. Like for myself, I don't identify with any pathway of recovery. I kind of have created my own as I went and just figured out what worked for me. And I think that that's actually really cool that she's willing to talk about that. Cause I think something that is when I think for me, when I was thinking about getting into recovery, I was like, I am in my early twenties. I don't want to say that I'm never going to be able to do anything again for the rest of my life. And I think that that can really be like something that's really intimidating for folks especially mm-hmm. if there's substances that you because you know substance use can there can be some substances that it are well, you don't have as good of a grip on as others i guess for lack of a better phrase okay and okay. um you know so it's like okay there's some things like some folks might be able to drink and it's like drinking's not my problem like i'm not trying to overcome that right so her being able to like have that conversation of like hey what is my recovery is what is working for me and it's Mm -hmm. like i am where i want to be because of this and these are the things that i have learned that work and these are the things that i know that i still have complete control over we don't need to be worried about okay okay yeah so just
0: really being honest about where you are in your journey
1: absolutely and i think that then it encourages more of the folks who, when they hear recovery, they think of someone in a 12-step meeting, sure. and it's just like all abstinence space, there's a 12 steps to work, through, and it's like, well, I don't want to do that. It's like, well, that's that's fine. What do you want to do? How right. can we all together just acknowledge that whatever you need to do that makes you your best self is what's the most important?
0: Okay, I like that. Well, speaking about challenges as far as in the recovery um, community, what do you think are some of the challenges right now that are being faced by the larger recovery movement as we're talking about a movement at this time?
1: Yeah, so um, I definitely think just what we were just discussing a little bit, just how it is, I feel like there's just so much misconception on what exactly recovery is and what it looks like and the image that people have. And I think that that can definitely be, like, a hurdle to overcome. Mm -hmm. Um, Another challenge I would say that's huge is just, like, the lack of treatment centers that are all pathways. Like, there are laws in different states where I know Oregon is one of the states where the only treatment centers that are, like, that the state approves are abstinence-based. Okay. And so that's obviously going to steer folks away who are like, I don't need to be abstinent. Like, that's just automatically. And also, just the whole like telling you, like, this is what you have to do and not really acknowledging, like, you are an individual. Sure. Um, I think that that's definitely something that I know for me that was huge. I wasn't able to ever find a treatment center that wasn't 12 step based. And it took me a bit to, like, get to a point where I was willing and in the right headspace to do it. Mm-hmm. And I always think about what if there would have been this, like, like dream world treatment center where all pathways are welcome and everyone was able to just, like, do what was best for them. Sure. How much different that would be for folks.
0: Yeah. I think that I think those are the great comments and you're right. It's a great conversation to be a part of. Uh how do you feel like Colorado has done and are doing uh right now supporting the recovery community?
1: So I definitely think um that in Denver's for sure there is more pathways like coming up especially before COVID there were a lot of just like different flyers hanging at like places where there were meetings where it was just completely like pathways that I had never even really heard of. And the more research I did, I was like, Oh, this is, it it was just another opportunity for me to be like, Hey, here's something that I might be able to like pick out and put in my basket and use towards my recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that that is definitely something that is good in Denver. I don't necessarily think that I can say that's true for like rural Colorado. Sure. Um, but like within Denver, definitely. And then I think that, More of, like, Denver is really good about with, like, the Harm Reduction Action Center and having harm reduction services because harm reduction is absolutely a pathway of recovery. Um, Meeting folks where they are and getting them what they need so that they can use safer because, I mean, let's be real. If you don't have Narcan, dead people can't recover. Right. So if we aren't meeting people where they are acknowledging like hey let me provide you these services that you can use safely and give you that power to do so that is your recovery is going to be so much better when and if you do choose that because Mm -hmm. you just have been given so much power based on your substance use which is completely like you are the one dealing with it and just really being able to be empowered in that way um so i think that like definitely that. And then of course, like working on the overdose prevention sites, that would be, I think that that would be beneficial in like additionally for the recovery community because it does kind of normalize and acknowledge the fact that like, it, this is here, this isn't going anywhere. Right. Um, Like, why don't we provide a space for folks instead of just constantly putting up hurdles and making people feel a certain type of way about their substance use. And then that's really not going to make them feel empowered. That's not meeting them in any way that they need. Mm -hmm. So I think that that would be, those are definitely good things that are hopefully going to be in the works in Denver.
0: Yeah I hope so too. Uh, one final question is we've got just a couple of minutes left here. What would you say to family and friends as far as supporting somebody in recovery? How can they do that and do it well? So
1: uh, like just showing up for that person in the ways that they are expressing are needed or maybe if they're able to express it and you're just kind of like, okay, I, I, this is what you're saying. But I know that like, you just need someone to consistently be here for you and acknowledge that like, yes, it, this might be hard. Um, and just acknowledging that everybody's like, their stories and their struggles are their own mm-hmm. and what they're going through is very real. And I just think a lot of times folks feel like they are, Like, for myself, I know I felt like I was being pushed into recovery because everybody else wanted me to. And I think kind of if I would have had more people who were like, hey, when you want to, like, we love you, we're here for you, whenever that is. But, like, we want you to want this for yourself. Right, right. And just having people who are like, yes, I would love if I didn't have to have these concerns. But also, like, this is your life. And we want to make sure that you are living it in the way that is best fit for you. So just like really showing up and being what they need, not what you think they need.
0: I think that's a very powerful thing to say. For folks that want to find a chapter near them or more information on young people in recovery, what's a website, what's a phone number they can use?
1: So you're just going to go to youngpeopleinrecovery.org, and there's going to be a little link at the top that says chapters, and there's a drop-down, and we have just one whole page that is all of our events for all of the chapters across the whole country and then since covid there are a lot of stuff that is virtual sure. so folks we have been like i have had some folks logging in from like ohio the other day i had a gal from canada like so there is that perk in everything going on is that we're interacting with people who we would not interact with in another way so right. org. if you go to that chapters link there's a lot of information on all of the events, all of the chapters are put together.
0: Well, Elle, thank you so much for your time. It has been fascinating and just really insightful to talk with you. Elle Fabricius with the Denver chapter of Young People in Recovery. She's the lead and program coordinator. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. For more information, just go to your radio station's website. Go out, have a great Sunday, be blessed, and be kind to everyone.